Welcome to SU Podcast in association with the Talbot Hotel in Carlo. Join us every week for deep dives into various topics featuring guests from all walks of life. Sit back, relax and happy listening. Hello and you're welcome to another SU podcast here on ITC SU Broadcasting Network in association with the Talbot Hotel in Carlo. Hope you're all keeping well and safe wherever you are listening from. Remember, you can always get in touch with us through our social media channels. ITCSU is our um, handle. And of course, you can get in touch with us on our website, www.itcsu.ie, where you can get all the latest content from SUTV to SU Podcasts. Today's show brought to you by Carlo Cabs, and we are delighted delighted to be joined by some of the wonderful staff from the international office and of course our own students union um, international officer who's only after starting Han Hanjia and we have the international affairs manager Donald McAllister and the Erasmus coordinator Mary Bates here with us as well you're very welcome how are you all Thank you, Michael. Nice to be here. Great, great. You're very welcome to the first international podcast. Hopefully it won't be the last, but uh, you're very welcome. Um, I'd like to start, as I kind of tend to start every podcast, with March 12th, the the, the moment that Artisha came out and said, lads, you're going into lockdown. How was it for you, Donal? What happened? Yeah, uh, it was certainly a moment that we won't forget in a hurry. Um, Effectively, you know, there was a blank sheet. There was no, you know, there was no experience that we had to understand how to deal with this. Um, My priority and our priority was actually what is going to happen to the students here and what's the likelihood of a reopening. And how many were here at that time when when that happened? Well, I guess most of the Erasmus students would have departed as they're generally one semester students. But, I mean, we would have had in the region of 500 international students, uh, give or take. Um, And really, the priority was to understand, well, are we going to reopen? What's the likelihood (laughs) of us us reopening? Um, And, you know... In the context of of us not reopening, can we get the students to go home as quickly as possible? Because there was lots of different types of lockdowns coming, uh, you know, the shutdown of airspace and all of that sort of stuff, as we all now know happened, we were speculating. Um, So pretty quickly, uh, and I have to say, IT Carlo were one of the first to make the decision on it. We said to international students, you can go home. Okay. And we made that call. So on the Friday, I think we shut the college down. And on the Monday, uh, after some consultations over the weekend, we informed the international students, you can go and don't worry, we'll get your classes covered online and all that sort of stuff. We'll get you over the line. Um, and it was a really good call in in hindsight. We were delighted that we were able to do it. Um, now, in saying that, Quite a lot of students decided to hang on and ran into some difficulties later trying to get flights. Um, and other students just decided to stay. That okay. we're not going anywhere. We're going to stay. And they stayed until today. So they're ready for the next semester and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that was the priority. The students, uh, you know, well-being and welfare and ensuring that if they felt that they wanted to go home, that they could go home. And, and a lot of them did. Yeah. And um, I know, Han, you weren't international officer at that time, but you still had to get through your course. How was it for you? Was it difficult? Your law, 
yeah. isn't it? So yeah. how was that for um, doing online? <laughs> the switch to online classes was definitely difficult. Like it's just for law especially, a lot of the slides and stuff have to be directly explained to you and the concepts and whatnot, which you can't really do as well online. Like you do need that FaceTime with the lecturers a lot of the time. But um, even aside from just pure studying wise, we had to run our campaigns online, which like compared to how we'd planned it out and everything was a huge change. Did like, you find it easier or were you, were you hoping it was going to be in person? Um, I was hoping it would be in person because it's just a lot harder to get that presence online. Yeah. You know, okay. a lot of my campaign was based on face to face and I had like a lot of things planned out which were in person events and I couldn't run them. Yeah. So it kind of put a spanner in the works and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Mary, you had the obviously so there was a certain amount of Erasmus students. Most of them, as Donald said, were gone. Were there any still there at that point? Oh, no, there was actually. Um there there's kind of two sides to Erasmus. Some mm. do come for semester September to December and then they leave. But that's it's now only probably thirty percent of the students. So we still probably had a hundred students here at the time because we had 130 odd students in last year but we also had about 10 students out abroad so some of our own IT Carlo students had participated in the program so they were out abroad so it was just trying to keep an eye on those as well as the ones here. And did they get home uh, fairly quickly or? Well some stayed a while to be fair to them Uh, some stayed completely and one or two of them sought out to the end but it was trying to keep tabs who was going where what was doing what we had one of the students who was in Belgium and somebody that he was in touch with there if we were in the accommodation where he was living they contracted the virus so then he had to self-isolate and here he was abroad on his own and you're trying to keep an eye on him and this was student accommodation he was staying in so they cut off the the um the dining room they could not go in there they just had to make their food go back to a bedroom and eat so it was just a completely different experience but i have to say the students were brilliant and handled it really well and we supported them of course in every way we did as did our partner institutes where they were studying uh, which is great now a couple of them were actually on work placement so some made their way home some saw it through to the finish it just depended on their own you know circumstances like so there was one student who didn't want to come home because his mum was a vulnerable person as well he was afraid he might bring something back at the time because things were so rampant in Europe at that stage. So, you know, as I said, it was different uh, things for different people, but it worked out very well in the end, I must say. So on a normal year, let's take COVID out now for a minute, right? I think we're sick of hearing about it. On a normal year, how many students internationally would be here and what would their programme be like on a normal year, in inverted commas? Yeah, there is no such thing as a normal year for us. (laughs) Not anymore. Uh, The number of international students has been growing steadily at the Institute for the last number of years. Um, We would have got up to around the 600 plus mark uh, last year. Um, So that's that's the sort of volume of students that we're dealing with, both on the Erasmus and the non-EU side of things. Um, And, you know, a normal year is the same. I mean, it's not a different year than an Irish student would have. They come into our programs and they do the same. There's nothing additional other than we do run some additional English language support classes and things like that. Um, But effectively, they've come to do our program. So the vast majority of our international students would not come into first year. 
they come into advanced entry. So they come from partner institutions, Erasmus or non-EU. We'd have partner institutions all over the world. We'd have pathways from Canada, from China, all over Europe uh, and other countries. So they might come in to say third year, fourth year, um, and they just come in ready to go like any Irish student would do. So so that's a normal year. It's a normal year that an Irish student would experience. We do run an international day. Mary's heavily involved in that. Um, but it, That's brilliant every year, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's a great... It's, a, it's actually probably, in my opinion, one of the best events of the whole year, you know. Certainly on campus, I don't get to see everything that happens on, uh, you know, in the college, but that, to me, is a really uplifting day. And Mary can talk about that, I think. A little bit more, but certainly for us, an Irish student or an international student has pretty much the same experience, and that's really important because you don't want international students to be, you know, isolated off in their own little groups. It's important that they integrate, integrate and that they, they have that Irish experience, and that is one of the big reasons they come in the first place. So, um, that's what a normal year looks like, if yeah. you like. Uh, but like I say, there's no such thing as a normal year for us. Not at the minute. Yeah. Um, Don mentioned there about the International Day and I- integration. Uh, how does how does that happen at IT Carlo? So obviously there's the International Day, which is fantastic because there's 30, 40 different nationalities. They set up a stand. The free food is sublime, mm-hmm. I must say. But how else do you help to um, make the, the international students feel welcome? Well, we have an induction that we run every year. So we run actually a four day induction um, to try and for that very reason to try and integrate them. So the the very first thing is right. I suppose I should take a step back. So quite a number of years ago at this stage, um, people used to do an English course. There was an introductory English course for a week prior to coming to college and students came to do that. Now, it wasn't all students at that particular time that was aimed at Erasmus students. And really, it ended up that the students who really needed to come didn't come. And the ones that came really were the ones who still had plenty of English. So it was felt that that wasn't really working out too well. It wasn't benefiting the right people. So the people who were running the English kind of stepped back from that. There were staff here at the time and said, this is this is not what it should be. But I, one of the things that I knew from that was that particular group of students really used that week and integrated really well during that particular time. And that was one of the biggest benefits apart from the English that they learned. So I remember thinking, this can't drop. We can't not do anything here because this there's a bigger benefit to this than English. So then that started a, a different type of induction, an actual induction that went over four days. So there's loads of activities in there. Of course, they all have to register and that's just the the technical part and, and the, the, formalities. The, college, the formalities that have to be done. So that's part of it. But a big part of it is allowing them to get involved in activities. So we set up work with the sports department and they can get involved in tag rugby or, you know, soccer up on the indoor pitches and stuff like that. Uh, or I should say the the all-weather pitches, not the indoor pitches. And then, of course, your own students' union have been really helpful because you have the pool tables and you have your games and all the various activities. So not every student is sporty, so we give them the option. They get to pick stuff like that. There's usually a day trip involved in that as well where they've always had a choice to go somewhere. I think they went to Care Castle or something yeah, last well, year? Yeah, no, they went, in that particular one, it's usually the Discovery Park oh, in Castle yeah. okay. or they go paintballing or they go to Kilkenny on a trip 
and there's the day that there's the walking tour as part of that in Kilkenny Castle and so on. And again, it's just trying to meet all the needs of the different nationalities and, and different people. But it works out really great. We also give them an opportunity, again, working with the sports area to try uh, Gaelic football and to try uh, hurling and that to see a little bit of Gaelic sports. So there's a lot of things built in there. We also have an English corner. So there's a, a company that we're working with here in terms of teaching students English. They, they take on the Chinese students and give them full-time classes and all of that and prep classes for students going on to college from a language perspective. Uh, but they run English corner and really it's run kind of like a dating game, you know what I mean? Speed dating. <laughs> and there's another way they start to get to know each other, but they're speaking in English. So that's run like that. And the other half of that is they do an Irish cultural workshop. And on the day they register, we get in the tourism board and we get in the local volunteer group to allow them again to engage locally. One of the things I remember quite a number of years ago being at a meeting, an international officers meeting, and uh, there was that thing of somebody was asked to say an experience of some of their students and they had been studying abroad and actually got involved in the local community and then that helped them particularly on weekends because these students are seven day a week students they don't go home at the weekends so again they got occupied with the local people in some local organization so taking that on board we tried to get the students here to maybe get involved with some of the voluntary groups or whatever around town and that helps them and do you find as well that they do keep their own culture so you know the way you're saying obviously they integrate when it comes to the Gaelic football and stuff but they still keep their little bit of you know their own Mm. culture their nationality with them as well oh no they certainly do and I mean look from an Erasmus first of all Mm. perspective we'd have a high number of French students it's just because Erasmus works on the basis of students come and go from partner colleges you have to have bilateral agreements in place that's all the technical part of it but because they're coming from partner institutes and when this was set up initially which was not in my time um, it was a lecturer who's since retired but that lady was French and so she herself had lots of French connections and colleges over there and that's how it actually kicked off and so that's why we have quite a number of French partners and I suppose to our credit as a college we never lost any of those partners and so that's why we have lots of French students coming all the Mm -hmm. time Mm. Actually, Donald was a student who benefited himself from that those yeah. French partnerships. That was only a couple of years ago, That's wasn't all, it? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually, yeah, I, didn't I feature in that Erasmus booklet, the you 25th did. anniversary? It's like that, I'm showing my age now. Um, <laughs> I was one of the first students. I think the, the year before me, some students went out for half a year, but I was in the first group that went out for a year from Carl back in the day. Um, and it was an amazing experience and I suppose something that I carried with me and really motivated me to work in this area. Um, when, just going back to the question about, uh, you know, how did it, you know, did it integrate? It is tougher for the Asian students because Europeans and North American students in particular, they really get stuck into the social side of things here. It's not really something that it's too alien to them but the Chinese uh, you know the Indonesians the Malaysians it's a little bit different for them the drinking culture for example is not something that they're certainly the Chinese are very comfortable with so they, you find that they don't engage as much in those sort of activities and naturally food and all that sort of stuff they tend to congregate and the bigger the group the harder it is to get them to sort of you More know integrate to the rest of the community because they tend to stick together it's just a natural thing you, you're from an international background as yeah. well Han. i am yeah. um when did you come to ireland was it i your... was born in ireland okay but did you was it your uh, mother or father's side both okay both of my and how did they find 
the integration when they would have first come? Um, see, they came in a time when it wasn't very comfortable leaving Romania. See, we still had a communist uh, president-ish. Leader, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was more of a leader than a president. But um, they came to Ireland and honestly, the supports that were in place through like social welfare and all that were just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like they got established pretty easily. And um, the only thing that was different, see, they came as a family, so they didn't really have to put themselves out there too much because they had their um, close connections. But it's just the only difficult part for them was finding a job. Okay. Okay. And did they eventually, did? was there a language barrier? There was, yeah. But no, they eventually did find a job. And obviously they've been here for 20 something years. So they've been well established now. But um yeah, like there was the issue of the language barrier, but that was minuscule. Mm. And do you hold on to a little bit? Can you speak Romanian? Yeah, yeah. I'm so you hold, you hold on to oh, the of course, of course. Yeah. yeah, like it's there's no way to really let it go. Like even if you were to try, like socially, I'm obviously more ingrained in the Irish culture, <laughs> but um, no, like at home, I pretty much only speak Romanian, and it's just. I've still got like the food traditions and yeah, yeah. all that so still good that you didn't lose Right, we're going to take a quick break just to mention some of our supporters back in a moment. My name is Emma and I'm sales and marketing manager for the Talbot Hotel in Carlo. We are delighted to announce that we have partnered with IT Carlo Student Union this year to offer students a rate of €45 euro for one room night or €85 euro for two room nights. The deal is available to all students needing accommodation over the academic year 2020-2021. It is valid with a student ID card and then to book it you simply phone 059-915-3000 or email us on reservations at talbothotelcarlo.ie. Hello everyone, Sean Swan, Swan's Electrical Expert Carlo here. As Carlo's largest electrical store, we're delighted to be associated with IT Carlo Students Union. We stock the full range of Apple products including phones, plus a range of Samsung tablets, watches and phones. Not to forget all your Fitbit and tracking devices, JBL speakers and headphones, laptops, PCs, gaming products and monitors at really good prices. Televisions have to be seen to be believed. So for all your electrical requirements, call to Swan's Electrical Superstore Strawhall Carlo and we look forward to seeing you. We asked Carlo IT students where is the best place to have the crack after college. Here's what they have to say. Oh, we love going down to Toys because the student deals are amazing. Well, honestly, I spend 90% of my time in Tully's. Yeah, man, I mean, Tully's is really the spot. Me and my boys always go there after school. Well, there you have it. Get on down to Tully's Tully Street, Carlo. Why not come down and try our great student meal deals? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tully's, Carlo's number one spot for students. Apache Pizza Carlo is delighted to be in association with IT Carlo's Students Union. We are open from 1 to 11, 7 days a week. Call in or have us deliver. Make your online classes that bit easier with our student deals. A delicious 9 inch pizza, chips and a drink from only $4.99. You can find us in the heart of Carlo Town, straight across from the fountain. You can also order from us from on our app or website, www.apache.ie. Apache Pizza, happy days. Carlo Cabs are excited to announce Carlo's very own taxi app. Just three taps and we're there. There is no journey too short or too long for Carlo's largest and most reliable cab service. You can find us by looking for the T on the back, calling 059-914000 or by downloading our app from the App Store. We guarantee a service that's fast, safe and reliable 24-7. Carlo Cabs, we're ready when you are. 
And you're very welcome back. As I mentioned before, uh, we are joined by the International Affairs Manager, Donald McAllister, Erasmus Coordinator, Mary Bates, and of course, our very own Han Han Gia, International Officer with the Students' Union. A big thank you to our sponsors, of course, Apache, uh, Swans, Carlo Cabs, Tullys, and of course, our network partners, the Talbot Hotel. Please support those who support us. So back to what we were talking about, obviously, um, International at IT Carlo. Um, Mary, you're the Erasmus coordinator, which has been running for, uh, for a number of years, as Donald mentioned, that he was in the class of 19, 1990. 1990, a great year that was. Um, could you tell us a bit about it and how people can get involved with it? Because I know you, you are encouraging students to, to avail of it. There, it's, it's there as a service. Yes, it is. And I suppose this is a different year uh, because of COVID, but we actually have a student abroad at the moment. So Erasmus offers the opportunity for students to come in to study at IT Carlo and for students to go out and study at partner institutes. So Erasmus is based all around partnerships with other European colleges through bilateral agreements. That's the formality of it. But you must have a bilateral agreement. So you couldn't just come in and ask to study in any specific it has college. To be a, it has to a be a partner one. one. Okay. Correct. And the same way for those students coming into us. So the other side of it is it offers an opportunity for traineeships as well. So that's like work placements abroad. Um, and our students can go out and avail of that and do. Uh, that's a popular one, actually, because a number of our courses here have work placements as part of their course. And where it is, if they go out to Europe, they can be part of the Erasmus programme and can get, can get some funding towards it. It's always a contributory amount now, yeah. but it is helpful. It and has it probably helpful. helps with language as well if they want to, to you know, brush yes. up on their Spanish that they could go correct well the girl that's away at the moment now our student who's away she's actually a business with law student huh? but um, she is in Utrecht in the Netherlands and so she's actually studying some Dutch at the moment as part of her course Lovely. so these opportunities present themselves which the students would normally have so they would have a course that would be similar to here they would do a year abroad uh, especially from a business perspective, because, and I suppose it is a little bit of an issue here, we're not semesterized. So it, if we were, and that is coming down the line, yep. and that's going to be very useful and helpful for Erasmus students, because it means you'll be able to go abroad for a semester, just mm. like people can come into mm. us. Now, look, we do have that scenario with, say, art students in Wexford, design students here in Carlow and so on, because their programmes can accommodate that. They're very practically braced and project driven. So it presents that opportunity and they might go out for a semester, but business students go out for a full academic year. Um, and as I said, the opportunity to do traineeships abroad is wonderful as well. All this stuff is so good for students' CVs mm. because it shows somebody who's independent and motivated and has the initiative. Takes a, absolutely, initiative and willing to take on a challenge uh, because they're studying different country, different culture, or working in a different so culture. So let's say now I want to do an Erasmus program. Yeah. How do I go about it? So if you contact you know, un, under normal circumstances yeah. <laughs> I would say to you call in, drop in but call don't. in we'd be more than happy to sit and have a chat with you but in this COVID situation that we're in at the moment I would say email us we have a, a, a generic email address that's erasmus at itcarlo.ie and we can set up an appointment and we can meet you socially distanced or whatever or we can engage by email or we can do a Teams call or a Zoom call whatever in order to talk to the students and fill them in on completely what they're options are and options are different. Now a student would normally find their own traineeship 
but we can advise them if they're going on a study programme where the best college is or where we have contacts in a particular college in relation to that particular programme. Lovely. Um, but the traineeship they would find and we'd support them in every way that we can in relation to You're that. You're there the whole way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I usually say when I make presentations to students, we don't just kind of drop them in it. We don't just come in and say, hey, you'd love there to you do go. that. Yeah, you go. Go and I don't mean to be funny, but there are some colleges where that happens. You have to take on your Erasmus thing completely independent find your own college make all your applications etc so um, Cloda works with me as the administrator on the program so she can help with all paperwork so we really help every step of the way guide students advise them help them with their application process there's a load of paperwork to do with Erasmus but that's never a problem because we help them back it all up and then when they go away we will do a Skype call or some of the finest days. administrators in the international office, <laughs> I think. Uh, well, we, we try. We do our best to help because support, they're out there and we just need to make sure that they're okay. That's the Now, way. we may have mentioned there that Donald, back in 1990, did the Erasmus programme. What made you get into the international affairs in IT Carlo? Or when did, when did that actually start in IT Carlo? So we're 50 years this year, aren't we? Yeah, IT yeah, I think if I recall, the, I actually had to write the history of the international uh, office for the Carlo Viana magazine a few years ago um, and I did a bit of research at that time so I think I do believe the first group that went out was 1989 yeah. so that's and then you know it sort of grew from there very slowly and then um, then it, it really uh, got popular we were sending out two or three class loads a year to France and Germany and um, uh, so it was th- that was on the Erasmus side. There wasn't really a non-EU side at that point. Um, that really only started kind of, again, very a very small level, maybe around 2000, around that time. Um, I joined in 2003, and I was the first official international coordinator, international office uh, on the non-EU side. So, um, so that's 17 years ago. Um, yeah, well, how did I get into it? <laughs> I mean, I had the experience. I always, I always place great value on the experience I had. Um, but I went off and I worked in, in I think my, my first job was in a computer company and in, in customer service. My second job was in frozen foods and marketing, um, Findus and McCain and all that stuff. And then my third job was a marketing manager in Liffey Valley Shopping Centre. So... Um, you know, I went around the houses a, mm. a bit, but actually what happened was I wanted to organize an international event at the center and I got introduced to a guy uh, who I then left uh, Liffey Valley to work with, a, ch- a guy from China. And that chap is uh, young, is still prob- probably the biggest contributor of Chinese students from a recruitment basis to Carlo even today. And we're, we're, we're still very close friends um, but that's how I got into it he asked me to join him in the area of international students and I, I knew nothing about it to be honest I didn't know this was a thing uh, and I learned qu- pretty quickly so that was about 2001 and then 2003 the opportunity came up in Carlo for this new role and I, and I went for it and I got it and so. you find it has adapted over the years it has obviously gotten more popular yeah I mean look you know what was very important we, we probably got a lot of Chinese initially from the non-EU side and uh, we felt that was all well and good but what happens you know this is a great example you know if one country got 
COVID. Um, and back in that time, China got SARS. Um, if you get hit by something like that, your, your whole model falls to the, to the floor. So what we really worked on was diversity in the group of international students. So we worked really hard at that. So we do get students from so many different places. You know, the regions are Southeast Asia, uh, China, Korea, um, you know, Middle East. We get quite a few. We get some African students. Uh, we get North American students, you know, and then we get random students who have, you know, they find that there's particular programs here that they're interested in. Um, but that's the key, you know, to have diversity. But obviously the pandemic is, is global. So that's impacted on all our markets. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is a very interesting uh, position. It's a very interesting game to be in. Um, and it changes every year. And you speak about, I suppose, your experience in various different spots, but yeah. um, in 2017, 2018, you took a, a break and- Yeah, yeah. I went to Muscat in the Middle East in Oman, and I lived there uh, for just under two years, and I worked as the director of marketing and student recruitment for a new university called Muscat University. And how was that versus IT, Carlo? <laughs> you know, I don't think people really appreciate how good we do things in Ireland, number one, and how good we do things in IT Carlo, number two. The work that goes on by everyone uh, really creates a great atmosphere. It creates great systems. It ensures that, you know, as best we can, we put the student at the center of everything. And sometimes you need to go away and look at something from afar to, to, to really get a clear picture of that. And, I went to Muscat and it was a very interesting experience and I met some great people, but as an institution, they weren't anywhere near the quality and the level of, of Carlo. And uh, I was quite happy. To you don't back. appreciate it until it's gone. I think we learned that yeah. definitely yeah, over COVID. over COVID. And yeah. um, Han, you, you could have gone for any of the roles, but why international officer? Um, see, that's a good question. Um, partially because I feel like the biggest issue with past um, SUs was the communication side, and I felt like I could improve in that aspect. Um, but also because coming from an international background, I can see why it would be difficult for students to fit into, to fit in, yeah, yeah, exactly, to, to kind of even just um, interact with other students. So I'd like to get as much support for those students and make it as easy for them to integrate themselves as possible. Yeah, and I suppose one thing that we need to mention this year, <laughs> with the year that's in it, we are there. We are their families are. Whilst, while they're over here and you want to help and support them in any way. Of course. How can they get in contact with you? Um, so they can contact me through my SU email, which is international at itcarlo.ie or they could message me on my Instagram page, which is Han for International. Okay, and if anything at all to go through yourself. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd just like to say that we would be really looking forward to working with Han this year. Likewise. Because again, back to COVID, um, like one of the things you asked about integration and that earlier, a lot of integration is done within the classroom setting for all our international students because they're mixed in with obviously Irish students in their class, they're in class groups, etc. But this year is going to be very different. Uh, they're going to be obviously online for a certain element of their course and probably, you know, quite a percentage of it. So they don't have that same 
engagement. So it would be great to work with Han in terms of trying to find ways to engage with them. And even yeah. if it's from a social, obviously they'll have a certain amount of their academic, maybe in a different format, but we'll have to try and keep up the social aspect with them to try and help them to integrate in whatever. And how's it looking for this year? So there is obviously uh, yes, number, we do. Yeah. Yes, we have students uh, from international in total. From an Erasmus perspective, uh, we have about 87. We would normally have anywhere between 120, 140. It's usually over the 130 mark. Um, but this year, obviously, some students themselves due to COVID decided not to come. And in other cases, some of our partner colleges cancelled their Erasmus and, and pulled out of it. But for those who have come, and, and it has even been a surprise to us to have maintained 87 of them, and they're here, they're in their restricted movement phase at the moment, we gave them a date, both EU and non-EU, to be in Carlo by to have a two-week restricted movement period before they have to uh, commence their studies. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very important to to point out that the students that have been coming back into Ireland, and I have to emphasise coming back as well. There's lots of students who are continuing programs and then there's the new students. They've had to follow very strict protocols as laid out by the government. Even um, stricter sometimes than a little bit stricter. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit stricter. Like for example, we 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 work with a meet and greet service at Dublin Airport who coordinates the movement of the students from Dublin Airport to Carlow to their accommodation so that they can restrict their movements. Uh, there's there's a real concern about any student getting onto public transport for example they're not supposed to do that um so yeah we've been following all those guidelines very closely we've been doing health questionnaires and all that sort of stuff um and it's worked very well so far i have to say most of the students have arrived at this stage and uh you know nothing's ever perfect but it's gone pretty much as well as we could have hoped. So obviously we have our SU International. How does students get in contact with yourselves as well? So the Erasmus one is? Yeah, from Erasmus, it's erasmus at itcarlo.ie and that will be um, available for students, either Irish students interested in getting more information about Erasmus, which we'd love to tell people about. And also Erasmus students, the students that have come in from abroad, they can use the same email address. And then the general international one? Yeah, it's, it's simple, uh, international.itcarlo. For so, any queer, any general. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, like, for example, you know, I, I, we don't all work in isolation. So if there's something, you know, that needs to be then sent from us to student union or vice yeah, versa, we, we work hand in hand uh, to deal with lots of issues. So, um, but that's our specific one, um, international at itcarlo.ie. Brilliant. Well, it's going to be a very <laughs> different year, to say the least, but... Um, one thing that it's it's great to see that international students are still coming um, and as we said we're going to make them feel as welcome as possible we will be running um, activities and stuff throughout the year whether it be online or in person hopefully I'm fingers crossed in person uh, because the, the interaction face to face is so much nicer it's so much nicer uh, I mean even doing zoom meetings now kills me it's very strange isn't it it's horrible I think mm. your, your eyes go a bit Goggly yeah, eyes, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for us, like for recruitment, you know, we're going to have to just enter that space. I would normally do about 15 weeks traveling a year and obviously I'm not going to be able to do anything for the foreseeable. So it's all online. So, yeah, I need my Baraka or whatever it is. A bit cheaper, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little bit cheaper, yeah. It'd be interesting to see, will it change it for the future? So you say you used to travel for 15 weeks. It'd be interesting to see now, will, will that go? Yeah, oh. you see, they always said you needed the face-to-face. Yeah. And... 
honestly, it is the best way because they need to have that credibility. They need to meet you and sort of talk it out. You know, the parents, the students, the agents, whoever it is, the partner institutions. Um, so, you know, you're very much focused in a Zoom meeting for an hour on specific things where you don't really get to know people. You don't really get to make that personal connection. Um, but yeah, I mean, needs must. We have to do whatever it is we can do for the time being. But I don't think it's necessarily the end of that face-to-face -face element. I just think that's quite important. Well, look, folks, thank you very much for taking the time out of your very busy schedules to be with us. Um, our video uh, of the Meet Your Staff series, which includes the International Office, of course, um, is available online on our website, www.com itcsu.ie where there's loads of other content from various different departments around the college and there's information up there as well about COVID um, and any updates so the Students Union in conjunction with the International Office and many other departments around the college are going to ensure uh, that the communication is key for this year so do keep an eye on our website and of course any of our socials and um, the um, tag is itcsu.ie so a huge thank you to Donald, Mary and Han for taking the time out to be with us as I said we wish you all the very best Thanks for very much. what Thanks is very going much. to be a, a fun and interesting year and we wish all our international students who have come uh, to Carlo all the very best remember we are here to help you whether it be the Students' Union, SU International at itcarlo.ie, Erasmus at itcarlo.ie, or International at itcarlo.ie. Use it. We're there to help. We are your family whilst you're here. Okay. Um, so look, you can get in touch, as I said, social media, website. A huge thank you to our sponsors, Apache, Swans, Carlo Cabs, Tullys, and of course, our partners, the Talbot Hotel in Carlo. Until next time, stay safe, mind yourself, and thanks a million for listening.